chapter 8 verse 15 but that on the good ground are they which in honest and good heart having heard the word keep it and bring it forth and bring forth with bring forth fruit with patience now let's read that from a couple of versions so we can get the whole thing we have quite a long night. You ready for that? Oh, are you ready for that? Okay. So Luke chapter what? 8 verse 15. So from the New Living Translation, but the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's message, cling to it, and steadily produce a huge harvest. Amplifier says, but as for the seed in good soil, these are the people who, hearing the word, hold fast in a just, noble, virtuous, and worthy heart, and steadily bring forth fruit with patience. Hallelujah. BB says, and those in good earth are those having given ear to the word, keep it with a good and a true heart, and in quiet strength give fruit. Good news translation. The seeds that fell in good soil stand for those who hear the message and uh, who hear the message. I'm right, I'm reading what good news, right? Who hear the message and retain it in a good and obedient heart, and they persist until they bear fruits. Okay, now let's do message. But the seed in the good earth, these are the good hearts who seized the word and hold on no matter what, sticking with it until there is harvest. I think the message is more great. But the seed in the good earth, these are the good hearts who sees the word, they seize the word and hold on no matter what, sticking with it until there is a harvest or there's a harvest. Hallelujah. So we're talking about how to uh, make your faith audacious and we've spoken about the fact that the faith that we have must be work oriented. 
faith must be working. And I say that is faith must be employed. Hallelujah. The faith that we get from the word of God, that faith must be put to work. Hallelujah. When that faith is put to work, then we can call it a living faith. Because yesterday, James told us that faith without works is dead. It means faith with works is alive. So a living faith or faith that is alive is faith that has results to show. Alright? Faith without results is a dead faith. And how to get your faith to get results? The Bible says your heart must be a good ground. Hallelujah. It is only when the heart is a good ground that faith can work or the word grows and when the word grows, then there is a harvest. So the harvest is going to be what? The works of faith. Are we together? Let's read that again. I pray I don't make the teaching very thick because I'm feeling the anointing to taking the message. All right. But the seed in the good earth, these are the good hearts who seize the word and hold on no matter what, sticking with it until there is harvest. So they stick to the word until there is a harvest. Hallelujah. So there is such a thing in the making your faith work or in the audacity of your faith, there is such a thing as sticking to the word until there is harvest. Now, a lot of time, people stick to the word and they leave it pretty quickly when there is no harvest. Hallelujah. Now, and I believe we are all victims of that. We've, we've all been there before where you hear the word of God. The moment you hear the word of God, you enjoy yourself, you love it, you shout about it. And in just about one week, everything is gone. Now, the Bible says that when, when that happens to you, you are not one with a good heart. All right? In other words, your heart is not, you are not honest. You are not sincere in your heart. That you receive the word and when you receive the word, just for a period of time, then you just let go of the word. Now the word no more works for you. So the word that you heard, how many of us have heard the word of God and when we heard it, we jumped. We felt like this is it. Like this is it. The word came in. This is it. You make a noise about it. One day, two day, three day, four day. And five days it begins to dwindle. By the time you are in the eighth or the seventh day, you don't even remember. Hallelujah. With that attitude, the word of God will not work. You see, this is why we have a lot of suffering Christians. It's not as though we don't have the solution. It's not as though the word does not work. But God's word does not work in a haste. So if you are going to give your heart to the word, then it means you must really need good amount of patience. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. God's word does not work in a haste. 
So you cannot be hasty and then be walking with God. Wanting to hear his word. No. Are we together? So sticking to the word, holding on to the word, no matter what, until there is a harvest. Let's read that part. Let's read it again. But the seed in the good earth, look into your Bibles, but the seed in the good earth, these are the good hearts who sees the word. Who sees the word and hold on no matter what. What does it mean? It means that regardless of what comes, they are able to still hold on to the word. Hallelujah. It means that when you receive the word, there is such a thing as being attacked. Now, not being attacked, you know what I mean. All right? Because of the word, or where all hell will break loose because of the word you receive. And you receive the word that goes this direction, and it looks like everything that is coming to you is that direction. But then, the good-hearted Christian is the one who holds on to the word of God no matter what. Come on. I think we should write that down. The good-hearted Christian is the one who holds on to the word no matter what. Say no matter what. Come on, say no matter what. So, you have it there. Good-hearted people hear God's message clings to it. They clinch to it. That is um, NLT. They clinch to it. They clinch to it and steadily produce a huge harvest. It means that you can never clinch on to the word of God. You can never say you're keeping the word of God and you kept it faithfully and there, were, there was no harvest. Can I say that again? It is impossible to say you kept the word. You clinched to the word. And then after clinging to the word for a long, very long time, you did not have any harvest. You can't clinch the word and not have harvest. Hallelujah. Come on, are we together? You cannot cling on to the word and not have harvest. Because if you cling to the word, you steadily produce results. It means that if you clinch to the word of God, your faith will, will see results. Your faith will become living. Your faith will become active. Your faith will have force. Hallelujah. Come on, are we together? Are we together? Okay. Now, what does it mean to keep the word? What does it mean to cling to the word? What does it mean to hold on to the word no matter what. To keep, how do we keep the word? Alright? Let's go to John. John chapter number 15. John chapter 15. I am the true vine. Now, follow this carefully. I am the true vine. And my father is 
the gardener. Uh, let me read from the King James. You're going to enjoy today's service, I'm telling you. I am the true vine. My father is the gardener or the husband man. Hallelujah. And where's your own Bible? Your own Bible. What's open your Bible? Why? What, what are you showing? No, no, do what you are doing. When you finish, you send it to me. Yes. I am the true vine and my father is the husband man. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away. Hallelujah. Every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he does what? He take it away. What does it mean he take it away? Amazingly, it's not what they've told us. Alright? He, he take it away actually means that he keeps it. He dresses it. He keeps nourishing it till it grows. Hallelujah. That's what, yeah, that's what the Greek word means. But that's what we are looking at. Maybe one day. So every branch in me that burned off, he take it away. And every branch that bared fruit, he purged it. That it may bring forth more fruit. Now, ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me. Now underline that word. Abide in me. And I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Now, let me read that portion again. Abide in me, and I in you. Now, you can see abide in me. What is the, what is the, um, the, what, what do you call that? What is the mark there? Uh, it's, it's comma, right? What do you call it in English? Punctuation. Can you imagine? I've forgotten that. So what's the punctuation mark? Comma. So it means that the end there cannot be translated as witches. So this is different, all right? So abide in me, comma, and I in you. Why do we have to abide in him and he in us? Because as the brand cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abides in the vine, no more can we, what does that mean? No more can ye means, no more can you bear fruit except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. Now, so what is Jesus trying to say? I am the vine, ye are the branches. What is he trying to say? Okay. He told you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. All right? Except the abides in the vine. So, you also cannot bear fruit except you abide in me. Why? I am the vine, ye are the branches. Hallelujah. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Without me, you can do. So, listen to it. What does it mean to be a good ground? 
what does it mean not to be a thorny ground like we have studied? Those of you who are coming to church today, we are very sorry, you may not understand. What does it mean not to be a thorny ground, um, a wayside uh, ground, and a stony ground? What does it mean to be a good ground? Clinging on to? Jesus says that, is, is what? To abide. Are we together? It means to abide. So, the parable of the sower can be said to mean abiding in the word. Is that okay? Now, it's only in this place we can do this synonymous exegesis. All right? Now, I know somebody say, what is synonymous exegesis? It's none of your business. Listen. If the word is going to work, which in other words is called a good ground, all right? What is the meaning of good ground? From what we've been talking about, what's the meaning of good ground? Understand, all right? Keeps. So, understanding the word means abiding in the word. Do well to understand what I'm sharing with you. So, <laughs> may the Lord help us. Amen. So, to understand the word means to abide in the word. Hallelujah. It means that anybody that has back and forth with the word is somebody who does not understand. Are we following that? If you understand the word, we will see it in your abiding in the word. Now, we'll go to James when James spoke about do not be hearers. And you will know that, or let me leave that, we'll get there. So, understanding the word means what? Abiding in the word. And abiding in the word means what? Being a good ground. So, abiding in the word of God, understanding the word of God is the same as being a good ground. So, the parable of the sower can be said it is the parable of understanding the word or it is the parable of abiding in the word or it's the parable of uh, keeping the word or is the parable of doing the word as we see that in James come on hallelujah so if the word is going to and, and also abiding in the word means abiding in Christ so the parable of the sower the, the parable of the good ground simply is abiding in Christ come on now, I believe we are fine with that. So, if somebody asks you, the, what, is the, what is the meaning of the power of the sower? Is it the meaning of the power of the sower is to abide in Christ? And what does it mean to abide in Christ? Abiding in Christ simply means abiding in the message of Christ. What is the abiding in the message of Christ? Abiding in the gospel. So, the power of the sower means the abiding in the gospel. Are we together? So, 
The good ground simply means the heart that receives and keeps the gospel. Hallelujah. Come on, we've done, we've done this thing um, since when? Last three days or last four days? Yes, so you should understand that. So now, let's come back to what Jesus said. Jesus says, abide in me. Now, the word abide is meno. M-E-N-O. Write that down quickly. Let's do this. Meno. Say meno. Oh, meno people are here. Meno means to remain. All right? Meno means what? To remain. It also means to continue. So you're going to have in different versions that will say remain in me. Some will say abide in me. Some will say continue in me. Hallelujah. Okay, now write this down. Number one to abide means to tarry or to wait. Write that down. To abide is to tarry or to wait. Are you there? Good. You can see example of that in Luke chapter 8 verse 27, Luke 10, 7, John 7, 9. What's there in John 7, 9? Somebody read that for us. John chapter 7 verse 9. Oh, sit down, sit down and read it. When he has said these things, he remained in. Are we together? So, when he has said these things, he remained there. So, to abide means to stay, to remain, to tarry. All right? Okay. So, if it means it's to tarry, then it means it does not mean to go away from. Alright, this is very important. Just be writing it. You understand it. Okay. So I said it also means to remain, right? It also means not to depart, not to leave, or to continue to be present. To continue to be present. So when Jesus says, 
abide in me so that you can bear much fruit, what does that mean? Continue to be present in me. Uh, I know. Grace people will say, I live in Christ and Christ dwells in me. That's all he's talking about. Hallelujah. You say, oh, the Bible says, abide. We are abiding. We are not abiding. Hallelujah. This particular abide is not, is not something Christ has done. It's something you do. Hallelujah. Come on. It's something you do. Are we together? So he says that abide. What does that mean? Continue to be present. So continue to be present in the word. Now I'm talking about the good ground, the keeping of the word. It meant that those that had good heart or good grounds, uh, whose heart were good grounds, these are people who continued to be present in the word. Hallelujah. All right, let's get into the word. First John 2.19. First John 2.19. You can also see um, John 14.16. Some read, read any. They went out from us. They were not of us. If they had been of us, they would have continued with us. Now, that word continued with us means they would have continuous, they would have continued to be present. Are we together? So, abide, meno means continuous present. It's like, what is a continual present tense? Uh, continuous things, whatever it is. You get it? So to be there, not to live and to come, but to be there. Now, if we are going to get the word of God to work, which is our faith working, or our faith becoming audacious, then it means that there is of necessity, or that there, there is necessity on us to abide. What does that mean? To continually be present. Now, if you hear the word today and you stay in the word for a week and three weeks later, you're looking for a new word, your, your, your faith cannot work. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, look at all those people who, who crave for revelations. Today, they need this mystery. They are doing this wonderful mystery. You know, it goes nowhere. But for your faith to work, for your life to take an upward turn, there is the necessity to abide, to continuously be present in the word. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, continuously be present. All right, now let's get into it also means to continue to be.
to continue to be or to endure. To continue to be or to endure. Hallelujah. Okay. So when Jesus says, abide in me, what does that mean? Endure in me. So remember, he says, those who receive the word in a good ground, they kept it and they endured. Hallelujah. Message says, no matter what came, they clinged to the word. They kept on to the word. Are we together in this place? Come on, are we together in this place? Good. So I said, it means what? Come on, it means what? To continue to be, to endure. All right. Now, it also means is the state or condition, all right, to remain as one is, not to become another or different. So, is a state or condition where one remains as he is and not becoming a different person or a different thing. Hallelujah. Now, John chapter 12, verse 24. Look into the word. John 12, 24. The Bible says, when a grain of corn, except it dies, it remains or it abides alone. Alright? So, it talks about not changing states. Are we together? Not to change states. To remain the same. To remain the same. Over and over and over and over, time doesn't change you. So it means that those who received the word and got result of the word, what did they do? They did not change form. Hallelujah. They did not change. And what, what, is that? What, what is that? To be consistent. Hallelujah. So when Jesus says, abide in me, he was saying, be don't change form. Come on. Hallelujah. Don't change form. Be consistent at the word. So the, the parable of the sower can be said, it is the power, the good ground can be said, it is, it, it is a parable of consistency with the word. Hallelujah. See, there are a lot of us, or a lot of people, they, they can't, they, they, they always, you know, it's human, it's human tendency to be changing. Alright? When you, when, you, when you get one thing for a long time, not your day, not a phone. I mean, just imagine you come to church and every I'm preaching the same thing, I'm preaching the same thing, I'm preaching the same thing. Like, oh, they can't get, they can't get revelation. You understand? But what makes or what brings results is not, is not different, 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 different things. It is the unchangeability that brings results. 
Come on, are we together? So the parable of the sower is not just about uh, uh, understanding. So he understood the word. What, what does it mean to understand? To understand means to be unchanging. Hallelujah. You see, that's why I told you that you can't use the English dictionary to study the Bible. Because in English, the synonym of not changing is not understanding. But in the Bible, the synonym of not changing is understanding. It doesn't make sense. That's how we study the Bible. So, to not change, to not change form, to not change style, to not change, you know, shape. Not changing shape. Not changing form. Abiding. So when it says it abides, it remains alone. 12, 12 24. John 12 24. Quickly. John 12 24. Huh? Read it. Very, very I say unto you. Except a corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies. It abides alone. So like you pick um, this one. You pick a corn and the corn is in your hand. Dry corn in your hand. It will never change its form. It will never multiply. Are you understanding? So when you say it abides alone, it means that it doesn't change form. No, think about it. I mean, like you're receiving the word, you're going to church. Today your mind is here. Tomorrow your mind is this. Today you want to go to church. Tomorrow you don't want to go, you know? That is changing form. You can go off uh, one month. Then somebody will try and be, the person is pulling you, pulling you, pulling you, pulling you. Before now you come to, you will live a very long time in church and you will not have results of your faith. Are we together? Yeah. You know why? Because you are not constant. You are not constant. Small issues, will, when something small hits you, it will break you down. And it will take you time, time, so that weeks, months to recover. When you do that, you can't have, how do we call it? You can't have result. Your faith cannot be audacious. Because you see, audacious faith is a product of consistency with the word. Hallelujah. Your faith is audacious, bold, working when you have stayed at the feet of the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord. I entreat you. No, look at no, look at all the people who go to church on Sundays alone. Nothing good comes out of your life. I mean, like church becomes like a fashion. If you really want to know people who are serious for God, go to evening services, midweek services, the Friday services, the 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 the, the prayer booth services, the services of labor. Are you understanding that? Because, I mean, we cannot come here on Sunday and then let's say uh, the choir have to come and sing, then I'll just come and then I'll just take the microphone and be talking. It doesn't happen very often. But midweek service, there's, there, yes, there's structure, but there's no really structure like that. You come for, like, like what, um, what's his name? What Francis said. Say on Saturday, after, after the prayer, he said, Pastor, me round the hand of me. Need to to me. 
The whole body was fast. But here, those kind of meetings, when the church embarks on a fast, when we are going for meetings, you see the meetings that will make you uncomfortable. That is where to show. That's where you will see people who are constant in the word. Yeah. Are we together? That's how you are going to see the people. No, no, no. It's not also come to church on Sunday. I mean, they are well dressed and stuff like No. Constancy in the word is when you go for the meetings that are not pleasant. One prayer topic, three hours, you are praying, you are tired, you are still praying. Constancy at the word. And it is in those things that you get your faith working. God doesn't come to church on Sundays. God actually comes to church in midweek services. The evening where he knows you will not come. Yeah. Where you are too busy to come. Then we show up. You come on Sunday and say, no, I'm not coming here. That is how your faith begins to work. That's how you begin to get results of your faith. Because see, most of you as you are here, the things I'm teaching today, you don't even know where I'm coming from. Yeah. The whole week, the 12, 12 days we are having fun. We are supposed to be in church every evening. You just want to come to church when? When is church day? Pastor cannot kill you. Nobody can, nobody can kill you. But you know what? You grow to become spiritually moral. You know why? Because you're not constant at the word. Jesus says that abide in me and I in you. Hallelujah. He says the, the branches cannot bear fruit except it abides in the vine. And that's not confession. You can't come and say I abide in Christ. Uh-uh. You can only, this, this kind of confession, you say it when you are doing you don't say it to do because it's your responsibility to do it. Are we together? Yeah. You cannot stay at the feet of the word of God for 20 years and still come and tell us that you didn't receive anything. Everybody that complained, I have followed he never did, she never did. You understand? Today somebody was asking me a question. So I just busted out in laughter this evening. I, the person asked me a question. The person says, how can you know the purpose of God for your life? I didn't ask. The, you know the answer I gave? I said, by being in a responsible local church. Then he said, okay, please. Is that all? I said, yes, that's all. No, how can you want to know the call of God for your life and you are not in church? No. We all have one purpose. We all have one destiny. It is, not the, it is not anybody's purpose to become a president. It's a career. You choose what can, and it's not God's problem. You decide I want to be a doctor. You decide I want to be a teacher. You decide I want to be a banker. But you can't decide you want to be what? No, that one. Every Christian, we all have, the Bible says, as those that he foreknew. He predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. We are all to be conformed to one thing. And that is our predestination. The destiny God prepared before the time began. Yeah. Hallelujah. So you can't come and say, God, the Lord says that you should go and become a doctor. God does not talk rubbish like that. 
You can come and tell me, go and say there's a call of God in my life. I say, yes, that's good. That, I know that's what God is saying. Hallelujah. Come on, I said, hallelujah. Constancy at the word. You are going to church, you are coming, you are going to church, you are coming, you are going to church, you are coming, you are going to church, you are coming. It looks like nothing is happening, nothing is happening, nothing is happening. You'll be, they give, very soon I'll start giving you um, assignment on faith before the, this one ends. I'll group the whole church. They are give Bible assignment. You are walking, you are doing, you are reading, you are praying, you are this, you are that. It looks like pastor is warning you. But by the close of some years, you will know that, ah, it's like a lot has happened to me. A lot, a lot, a lot of many various happenings have happened to me. Are we together? Yeah. So subject yourself to abide in the word. Come on, hallelujah. Subject yourself to abide in the You see, it does not matter what you call your weakness. It does not matter what, forget about all those things. Just abide in the word. Because as you keep on abiding in the word, you will be, you see, the word will grow. Like on the thorny, like on the thorny ground where the word starts growing and then the thorns, it will try the growth of the word. So this one, it doesn't matter what is inside you, what weakness you have, just keep, keep at the word. And the word will grow so much powerfully above every kind of weakness. Now where you are weak, the word is strong. Are you understanding that? Yeah, where you are weak, the word is strong. You cannot be like a with church, with the word of God, where the word of God is taught and expect to become a meaningful Christian in life. You, your, life can, your life will not amount to anything. There are Christians whose life, they have the Holy Ghost in them, but their life amounts to nothing. Hallelujah. You cannot, you cannot call them out as people who are doing exploits. You can call them out as people who are doing that. No, you just count them as members. Why would you want your life to be like that? Say, my faith is going to work. Oh, come on, like you mean it. Say, my faith is going to work. See, like you mean say, my faith is going to work. See, we don't grow by abiding in entertainment. We don't grow by abiding in carnal things, in things that, things of pleasure. Hallelujah. Like you're coming to church, then we declare one night, um, uh, what? Praise at home. You know? Then with all the praises, everybody's wearing jeans. Some white jeans, tattered jeans. What was the name of those, those kind of shoes that people go to heaven don't wear? Uh, sneakers, long sneakers, this boots and stuff like that. You know, all kinds of colors and with, you wear all kinds of wigs and you come and somebody's standing here and you are being entertained and you are jumping. And No, that, that doesn't bring results. That doesn't bring results. Because our, our church is very boring. Our church, man of God, every day, word, word, prayer, word, prayer. Word, ah, ah, won't we enjoy ourselves? You know, like we bring a comedian, like at least sometimes, you know, a day off, we, we bring comedian here to comedy for us to laugh. At least we are all in different, what do we call it, football clubs. That one day declare Jesse Sunday, rep your Jesse. You come to church, someone's wearing Barcelona, someone's wearing Ghana, someone's wearing House of Folk, someone's wearing all kinds of things. It will never happen in this church. No, it will never happen in this church. Our excitement 
is the works of faith. Come on, hallelujah. Very important. Yeah. Come to church, then you see someone like Rashid who come and Rashid has pierced one ear with earring and standing here and he's prophesying with earring. Huh. Oh, put your head down. Hallelujah. What do you think about the Christian ladies who are who, who now they are debating whether you can tattoo or you can't tattoo? Whether tattoo is a sin or it's not a sin. Have you seen a Benz car that they write on, on, on it before? Serious Benz car that they write on it before? You see, a guy was like, he's going to blow his hair. And it's not a sin. Then the person is asking, man of God, is it a sin that a Christian you blow your hair? Then I say, after you have fasted for a while, you will know the answer. This why you don't have to go and read the Bible. Just fat, be praying, fast, be serious with church. You will know that you can't call it a sin, but you will not have time to go and do that nonsense. I mean, what's wrong with you? Oh, gentlemen, you go and you blow your gold, you dye your hair. And you are asking whether it's When you see now, you see musicians. When they are coming, this one is wearing dread. This one is wearing which one? I mean, what's, what's wrong with you? It's a sign that they are not in responsible churches. Hallelujah. You can't carry yourself anyhow if you are serious with God. Oh, come on, I'm serious here. You are a Christian, child of God, born again, a man like you. You go and buy earrings. Put it inside your ear. Then you go and blow your hair. For what? You say fashion. You think church is a place for fashion? I'm serious. Young girl like you, 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 you've, 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 here, you've pierced here, you pierce now, you pierce here, now you pierce four here. And you still call yourself a Christian. You still pray in tongues. How do you manage to pray in tongues? After having 16 earrings on your body. Who are you? No, who are you? No, you sometimes ask yourself, where did the church get it wrong? Pastor's teaching about sex in church. You know? When you marry, you must this. When you marry, you and it's like that's what we want to that's the trending message now. Every preacher, if the preacher is a preacher and the wife is a is a relationship coach. So when the women are having relationships, they come to the wife. It will never happen in this church. Because the word of God you are hearing, it has to solve all your issues. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, now we're going to have marriage seminar and stuff like that. We'll come, then we're talking about, then pastor, I'll come and wear pants, how you are to dress it. Mommy, call us city. Abiding in the word. Hallelujah. Abiding in the word. Do you know if you abide in the word, all these matters will be sorted out. Abide in the word. That's what Jesus says. He says. If you abide in me, you abide in the word, you will be able to bring forth much fruit. Much fruit. Remain in the word. Be constant with the word. No, you cannot be saying for five years you got born again. Every day when you pick Bible to read, you don't know what to do. Something just come upon you and you feel like you want to sleep. 
abiding in the word. Abide in the word. Tell somebody abide in the word. Constancy. Come on, constancy. See, the whole thing begins, like I said the last time, when the joy is gone. Yeah. After the excitement is where real growth begins. So if a church, you know, now churches are struggling to bring all kinds of entertainment in the church to keep people in the church. So this church is, is a youth church. And the moment they say it's a youth church, it means that there's a lot of. So they pray, they pray, kakra, they wear kakra. Then they see jama small. Then they, they, they bring. You look at it. Vows day. Every church is doing love program. It shows that we don't have vision. We don't have focus. Every February. Every, almost every church is talking about love. And they are doing love activities. Singles and couples summit. Uh, why, why, why? Love this. Love what? Love this and love what? You know? No. Valentine does not change us. Are you understanding that? All of these things are carnal things that have found themselves in the church. So you will not talk about love until February. And who even gave you that calendar as a church? That February is the month of love. Do you know, who, do you know Valentine was not a Christian? A proper sensible Christian? How was your problem? Valentine's Day. Then you go and wear red, red. How are you sick? So who is taking me out today? Today is vows day. See, and the, with the way we have sweet names, vows. You are waiting for what? Chocolate. My daughter will say concrete. They're just waiting for concrete. And now churches, every pastor is talking about love. Love is in the air. This one is in the air. This one is in the air. Just want to abide in the world. See, Valentine doesn't change our posture. Christmas doesn't change our posture. Are you understanding that? Yeah. Doesn't change our poster. What's the other one? Easter. Easter doesn't change our calendar. Hallelujah. It doesn't change us. Christianity is not a festival oriented whatever. We don't even have one single festival in Christianity. Hallelujah. Come on. Christmas is not a festival. Come on. Easter is not a festival. Yeah. It is not. We should not talk about the birth of Christ only in December. It should be every time. The death of Jesus is not only in April. Because even historically, Jesus might have not. Jesus, the Christmas actually is somewhere around April. Historically. 
So, why the rush? Now we are doing Carol's Night. What is Carol's Night? The day we are, we are singing and waiting for Christmas. Night of nine lessons of carrots. Hey. Then we we'll we'll we're having night of nine lessons. Nine lessons. Then we we'll all come to church. Then they'll be lined up. We want things that will excite us. Church must not be exciting. Church must be wedded. Hallelujah. Are you following that? I think church must be what? A Christian, if you don't celebrate your birthday, you can't sleep. If people don't call you to wish you problem. Are you a Christian or you are a carnal man? You don't have money, still you are making plans to celebrate your birthday. What's wrong with you? Why can't you just forget about this birthday thing? It's not your thing. Hallelujah. So abiding in the word. Say abiding in the word. Come on one more time. Say abiding in the word. So it means you're not going to change form. Hallelujah. Someone say oh the, 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 the church the same activity but we just, you know it's the same activity that we have to put it in different containers. So it's when, it's when there's a special program that you feel like you have to come to church. If we say we are having the Nose of God conference or God of Iron conference, that one you will come. But when you hear midweek, when the flight midweek service, that's all midweek service. So, no, it's, all, it's just a normal service. Oh, where two or three, I got it. You hear Sunday service, you hear Friday service, you don't even come. What's wrong? Ask somebody, what's wrong with you? Don't ask anybody, like, just look straight. That's the person who say, what's wrong with you? Come on, come on, say, what's wrong with you? So it means to remain as one is, not to become another or different. Hallelujah. Lastly, it means to wait. Acts 20, 23. Now, when a church wants to do program for people to attend, they do it a musical concert. Then they will invite all the celebrities. So you see a church, 300 people, yet all the stars have come to sing in the church. What they call stars, those they call stars. Proskinio Coninio. Was okay, we're having a worship concert. We are using our choir. So, our choir, we, we hear them every Sunday. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. We have important things to do. Don't get yourself to become so much of a sinner like that. Hallelujah. Don't show forth your sins too much. Read it. Mm hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Born and afflictions, what? 
So the bonds and affliction are waiting for you. It means they are not going anywhere. They are there. They are waiting for you. So that meno also means to wait for. To wait for. You see, there is a character for people who get the word of God working in their lives. And maybe I'll take time one day to explain that in one full sense. There's a character of receiving the word. There is a how. All right? To even come to church. See, you must live always in wait for the word. It actually will be, it actually could mean be ready for the word. So those who got the word working, which were the good grounds, the, the, this was pe- these were people who were waiting for the word. Hallelujah. People who live in anticipation, excited to meeting the word when the word is coming to them. Look at somebody who is coming to church. The person is coming to church. You walk two steps front, one step back, one side side. Then you go two, two. What's wrong with you? Hallelujah. If you want the word of God to work for you, you must be excited to come to church. So you must be excited to see that the word of God is coming. Yeah. Sometimes your ministry and you look at somebody's face alone and you can, it can drain your anointing. You say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say God is here. You know, the word is not going to work in your life because you don't have any value for what the, um, um, the word of God. The joy of the word. Excitement when the word of God is coming. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. See, the Bible says, and Samaria received the word and when they received the word, there was joy in the city. Joy in the city. The word of God is coming. Your face is like Mark Brown's kitchen. Yeah. The Bible went somewhere. There was joy everywhere. The city was joyful. Why? If you entered Samaria, you see people laughing, people running, people shouting, people jumping. And he said, what's this? What is happening? Everybody is happy in this. What is happening? Say, ah, we have received Christ. We have received the word. Now here, here, here you are, pastor is preaching, you are chewing gum. There are people, they come to church and they are chewing gum when the word of God is coming. And you look at their face with a gum. You want to ask the person, why didn't you come with a chewing stick? Chewing gum in church. Hallelujah. So there is the weight for the word. Hallelujah. Men are waiting for God's word. It is in so doing every day, like every day. It does not matter whatever, whatever word, whether you have heard it before or not. There are Christians, if you tell them the same thing over and over and over again, they get bored. This word every day, man of God is talking about this. And then you know there are some people too, the simple fact of the gospel don't move them again. 
If you say Jesus Christ died for us on that third, on the third day, He came back from the dead. And you know, so, so, if He came back from the dead, what? Not that mean so. I went to a place and I was telling them, "You are the light of the world. You are seated on the hill that cannot be hid." And they were all there. And I'm like, hey. That church is a presbyterian. It's right here. You are the light of the world. And they were there. And these guys have boxed me. There's one something there. That I have to stand in to talk. And they came with a big Bible. All the while I'm not even feeling okay. Now I'm looking for people to respond. They are not responding. That was, that was my shortest message ever preached. I said, wow, God has really sent me to dead people today. Yeah. So I will just say, light up, I'm just light up, light up, light up. I said, say amen. <laughs> now they have said amen. I had continued talking. I was a woman sitting there, then they went, amen. Oh. <laughs> Their mind is not even there. <laughs> Their mind is not there. Hallelujah. So, to abide in the word also means to continue in the word like I've told you. Now, let's go to James. James chapter number one. Man, oh my. The word is nice. Be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. Now let's read that again. 22. One to go. One to go. Mm -hmm. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a mirror, a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straight away forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth, underline the word, continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Now, so it means that the word is going to produce results, right? That's why I say this man shall be blessed in his deeds. So to be blessed in your deed means the word will bear fruits. Some 30, some 60, some 100. All right? So to be blessed in all your deeds here will mean what? To be fruitful. It means that you're going to have the fruitfulness of the word. Is that okay with us? Good. So he says, be ye doers of the word. Say, I am doing oriented. So he says, be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. 
the word deceiving there uh, from the Greek means to miscalculate. To miscalculate. Alright? To, to misjudge. Alright? So he says that if you hear the word and you are not a doer, you misjudge yourself. A kind of you misunderstand. Alright? You see how the Bible is in line. So the one that heard the word, the good ground was the one who heard the word, understanding it. That means we can say the good ground is or the parable of the sower. The good ground is the parable of a doer of the word. And all the other grounds is what? Deception. Or people who receive the word, who, who heard the word and deceived themselves. Are we together? The teaching is very down today. You should all understand. So deceiving your own self will mean that you are either a thorny ground or a stony ground or a wayside ground. So when you are choked by the cares of this world, you are deceiving your own selves. Are we together? When you are choked by the pleasures of this life, you are deceiving yourself. It means that if you come to church that you are a Christian, and um, you, you identify yourself when you are filling forms. And they ask you religion. You say Christian. Sometimes they may ask you your, your denomination. You say gospel with Sister International Church. <laughs> you say all of that, right? If you are in this church, or if you say you are a Christian, and your heart is dominated by the cares of this world, you are deceiving your own self. It means that we cannot authenticate your Christianity. Because you cannot be a Christian and your life will all be about the cares of this world. Are you understanding that? So you're deceiving your own self. So it says, if anybody hears the word and not a doer, the person receives, I'm um, sorry, deceives his own self. So be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. If we want to read it in Matthew, we can say, be ye land, be ye good grounds. Alright? If we want to read it in Luke, we will say, keep the word. Alright? If we want to, if we want to read in Matthew, Matthew is the one who spoke about understanding, then we are going to say, be ye understanders of the word. So what does it mean to understand the word, to do the word? What does it mean to do the word? To understand. If A is equal to B, B is equal to A. Hallelujah. What does it mean to do the word? To keep the word. What does it mean to keep the word? To abide in the word. What does it mean to abide in the word? To continue in the word. So be ye doers of the word. It can be said, be ye continuous of the word. And not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. Then he says, for if, let's, let's continue, verse 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who beholds himself in a mirror. 
For he beholds himself and goeth his way and straight away forgetteth what manner of man he was. Hallelujah. Did you see that? So he says, who is a hearer of the, who is a hearer of the word? A hearer of the word is the one that receives the word and he forgets it. Alright? The one who hears the word. A hearer only. This is a case of my yenya assembly for ne assembly for refree for. Assembly for refree for chese. Utia assembly. It also means to, to, be, to be a forgetful hearer. To forget the word means that you don't consider the word. It's not just a, 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 a matter of something in your head. Alright, for example, I mean, you look in a mirror before you were coming. Alright? And right now, if I ask you, what did you look like when you looked in the mirror, you'll be able to tell me exactly how you look like. But it is not something that is domineering or that's dominating your mind. So forgetting the word does not, is not the English to forget where you don't remember. Forgetting will mean you don't consider. It's not a topmost priority in you. It's somewhere that is hidden somewhere in your head. You know, some of us, we have a lot of scriptures in our head. Matthew 29, 35. The Lord will boot you. Leviticus chapter 98, verse 29. Mrs. Marshas, You'll be quoting strange things. But the word does not dominate. It, 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 you see, to be a forgetful here means the word does not dominate you. You dominate the word. Hallelujah. And with that, your faith cannot work. You can be praying, you can be crying, you can be fasting, you can be wailing, you can be screaming, you can be dancing, you can be jumping. You come back to zero faith. Faith that is zero. We had a teacher in Smart CP. He says zero. <laughs> He's the best teacher in the whole wide world. He says zero. You know, you come back to square zero. What's the square root of zero? One. Square of zero is what? Is one. <laughs> My God. What do you, what's happening? Are you teaching again? So like, you are not dominated by the word. You do the word when you feel like doing it and you don't do it when you don't feel like doing it. Nobody can arrest you. You see, the word must not be done when you are with daddy. The word must be done when daddy is not there. Hallelujah. You know how like you do your face when the word of God is coming and you are... Like what is is kicking you? When you are not in church and you are home, 
that is the time to see whether you are a forgetful hearer or you are a doer. So, who, what does it mean to do the word? To make the word dominate you. So, we can say that the parable of the good ground is the parable of the domination of the word or the dominion of the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that land that the word um, um, bore fruits was a land that the word dominated. So the dominance of the word is actually the practice of the word. And the practice of the word is the understanding of the word. The understanding of the word is the continuation of the word. The continuation of the word is the weight for the word. You understand that? So, (laughs) So all of these things are synonyms. So we put all these things together so that you know where you stand. Hallelujah. And if I ask you right now, today, what was your what was your quiet time? What did you learn in your quiet time? You are likely not to remember. If we ask you what was the scripture used for today's devotion? What was the scripture used for today's devotion? Why? Uh, why? Not had time to read it. Hmm. How many of you have read, read devotion today? Huh. Lift your hand up high. high. <laughs> Lena, what was, this, what was the scripture? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The scripture is not what we are talking about. Yes, the main scripture. Don't have the content, the scripture. Quote the scripture. So you see, this one will, will shout. When the word comes, just shout. We just put it on her status. Meanwhile, throughout the day, it's not in the head. So what's the content? What's the content of the scripture? Not the scripture, the content of the message. Yes, the content. So, so you understand? Or you want to continue? We should give you a microphone. You know, because we'll be coin the phone so then ding ding. Alright, you can see. So you see, there is the proliferation of words says to the point that it's become so normal that we don't even take into account the things we read or we learn from the word. Meanwhile, right after reading the devotional, if you may have, if you have met the lady of God, did today's devotional bless you? <laughs> bless it. It took me to heaven. <laughs> you, you understand? Yeah. So it's very critical. So do we say today's devotion is going to work in a lie? No. It can't work in a lie. If she has to let it work, if she wants to let, 
she has to go back and get it and be dominated by it. It's as simple as that. Come on, hallelujah. Some of your faces are too spiritual. I'm not even, I've, I've, I've not gone into the message yet. So, let's continue. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Hallelujah. What's the perfect law of liberty? Huh? What is the perfect law of liberty? The word of God. So whosoever looketh paracopto that's the word look P-A-R-A-K-O-O-P-T-O. Hey, sorry, P-A-R-A-K-U-P-T-O. Paracopto. It means to bend to look. To bend to look. Boy, I can discuss that with you the whole of this night. To bend to look. See, this year, don't be missing church meetings. It will not help you. Hallelujah. Ah, it will not help you. You are coming, you are not coming, you are coming, you are not coming. It will not help you. Because this year, I am making up my mind that major, major programs, if you want to hear a word, come here. Yes, I am gradually changing. I will make church, local church meetings word more powerful, like more inside. You can't just scratch their face. There, we we'll just do pray. We we'll pray more. I just use them to pray for church. Paracoto. It means to bend to look. So who bends to look? What does that mean? Huh. What does that mean? What does it mean to bend to look? To give reverence to the word. Hallelujah. Now, why is it that, okay, so for example, when when, um, Esther came to church today, I was seated there, then she came there, then she said, Daddy, please, she said, Daddy, please, good evening. Oh, that's all you did. Daddy, Daddy, please, good evening. Why did she do that? Uh, I don't know if you can say, Daddy, good evening. The next time I catch you, you'll be sorry. Daddy. You, daddy, bring your hand, bring her. You, no, get up, get up, get up. So you are daddy. Daddy. Good evening. Oh, you mean I say daddy? Yeah, ma, good evening. <laughs> and all these people also want to go to heaven. We don't have refraps in heaven. Yo, 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 no, yo, yo, say, 
cook. That used to be a long time ago. And you're doing like this. That is me a long time. Daddy, please, how are you doing? You know? Hey! Oh, my God. How sin has taken over your soul. Yet you don't know. The real unpardonable sin is what you just did. There's no way God can forgive you. You lost your salvation the moment you do that. You better stop church and become something. You are done. God is done with you. You are beyond the saving power of God. Yeah. He can't, he can't, he can't reach far to. He's gone, like you have, you have gone beyond the reach of Jehovah. Hallelujah. It's serious. <laughs> are you people think I'm joking? I'm serious. I'm teaching you the word. The Bible says, for this cause, some of you are weak. Some of you are sick. And even some are dead among you. That's the cause. Daddy. You do that to you. For this cause. So now when you do that, when I see, I say, for this cause. So you're about to either get sick or die. For this cause. So to bear means you acknowledge the superiority of the word. So look into the word of, uh, the, the, to look into the perfect law of liberty does not mean to open the Bible and say, no, it means to have reverence for the word. What does that mean? To consider. Are you understanding that? To consider. So we can say, um, um, whosoever considers the perfect law of liberty, whosoever has reverence for the word of God. So it tells you that for the word to begin, am I teaching good? I'm really enjoying the teaching myself. For the word, the, the first stage of getting the word to work, the first stage, the beginning of getting the word to work is to have reverence for the word. Yeah. Sometimes, you see, I'm supposed to write a devotion and put it there so that they will work on it. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I write by inspiration. So sometimes you will sleep, 2 a.m., I'm done writing, then I'll tap you. Today like this, when I was tapping him, I called like 20 minutes. Day, 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 day. He woke up. I went to, when I finished, I went to bath. By the time I was coming, we're just to walk around the water. But you know that if it's not me, he may not have done it. That is our problem. There are some of us, eh, we will study the Bible or we study the word of God only when we know that somebody is supervising us. You get it? For example, we are all reading Proverbs. Because you know that if you don't read and write what you learn, when you come to church and daddy asking, daddy can disgrace you publicly. So you'll be reading. I remember that day, um, Danny and the, uh, so for Danny and Gifty. In, in the kitchen. They are reading proverbs, you know. They are writing, 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 writing. Why? Because daddy says so. After that, they don't even know where the book is now. You, you understand? So to, 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 
to look into the perfect law. It talks about a constant reverence for the word. To look into the perfect law. The word look, I say is what? Paracupto. And it means what? To bend to look. Number two. It also means to come to the level of the word. I'm a good teacher of the word, I'm telling you. Oh, you don't believe that? If you don't believe that, get out of this church. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, to come to the level of the word. To come to the level of the word. So you are going to bend to look because the thing is not up. Are we together? You have to bend to get to the word. The word does not bend to you. That I can teach on it for a lot of times. I mean, if I'm, if I'm really talking to preachers or teachers of the word, I can really, really spend much time. Hallelujah. So let me just do it at your level. It means come to the level of the word. If I've met Bible teachers, I'll talk to them. That means exegesis. All right? You forget it. So it, it means you come to the level of the word. The word does not come to your level. You know, the word does not say what you want to say. You have to say what the word wants to say. So you come to the level of the word. So for the word of God to work, you must come to the level of the word. You have to look. You have to bend. Sir, please have come. Then the word can talk to you. Please, are we together here? Are you sure we are together here? So it says, whosoever... Read that portion, read verse 25. Aha, uh-huh. read that portion for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, understand the, underline the word whosoever in your Bible. Now, I'm going to talk about it before we close. Huh. Can't imagine. I'm almost doing two hours now. Do you know if we we're praying to? By now, we wouldn't have done 30 minutes. <laughs> Where else is that? This today, I want to pray. Buy it, buy it, buy it, buy it. Buy it. You look at the time and you've done seven minutes. In your mind, you think you've done like 45 minutes. Whosoever looking into the perfect law of liberty, so whosoever bend to look, whoever reverence the word, whoever goes to the level of the word, uh-huh, whosoever looking into the perfect law of liberty and Come on. And. And. 
continueth therein. Say continueth therein. Come on, continueth therein. So 25, underline continuous. The word is parameno. Parameno. P-A-R-A-M-E-N-O. Parameno. Parameno. It means it comes from two words, right? That is para and meno. I've told you men already. Para means besides. Alright. Beside. Beside the world. Now, so paramenu is rooted in to stay beside. Alright? To stay beside. So whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty, whosoever bends to the word. Whosoever gives reverence to the word, whosoever that's what again comes to the level of the word and stay beside the word. So to continue in the word is to stay beside. It means to be continually present beside. That is why they brought the word therein. Because therein is not in the original. Is italicized. And what does it mean when something is italicized in the Bible? It's not an original manuscript. It's not part of the original manuscript. All right. But this daring, is it right or wrong? Because sometimes they bring words in that are wrong. So is this one correct or wrong? Why is it correct? Because of the word para. All right. So. Whosoever looking into the level of living and continuing, all right, he stays beside the word. So it's not somebody who gets to bend to look and then gets up. That's why he says, if a man is a hearer only, he's like somebody who looked into the mirror and he left. So to forget the word means to look into the word and leave the word. Whether it's in your head or not, you have forgotten. So James, de- James defines forgetfulness as to look and live. I didn't say to look and live. To look and live. L-E-A-V-E. Now, let's go to 22, quickly. Are you enjoying this thing at all? Okay. Mama, mama, mama. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. For, uh-huh. For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, He's like a man beholding himself in a mirror. 
Uh huh. For he looks at himself. And do I have people in this church at all? Look into the Bible and talk to me. He looks into the like a man who looks into a mirror and so what does it mean to forget? Or what does it mean to be a hearer of the word? A hearer only. To look and leave. We can also means it means to go his way. Alright? To look and leave means that you are going in your own direction. To look and live. It means that the parable of the sower, of the lands that did not work, of a thorny land, is, we can say, is the parable of looking and living the word. We can also say it's the parable of forgetting the word. We can say it's a parable of hearing only the word. Or only hearing the word. Are we together? So only hearing the word means looking and living. It also means to go your own way. Now what does it mean to go your own way? To do what you want. What does it mean to do what you want? Not to consider the word. What does it mean not to consider the word? Not to be dominated by the word. What does it mean not to be dominated by the word? Not to what? Abide. What does it mean not to abide? Not to keep. What does it mean not to keep? Not to understand. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. So he who looks into the perfect law, I mean, he who is a hearer of the word only is like a man who looks into the word and goes his own way. So he knows what the word of God is saying, but he will not consent to what the word of God is saying. He goes his own way. So when you are doing your own things, when you do the things you like, not when the word of God is telling you, the word of God cannot work in your life. So he's trying to tell you, you can't walk in disobedience and have the word of God work for you. So the word of God says, all right, you are going here or you're doing this, you are not doing this. And then you look at it and still you go your own way. What does that mean? You are a hearer only. You are only a looker. You don't look and stay. You look and go your own way. I pray for you that from today, when the word of God talks to you, you will not go your own way. I want to say that. I pray for you that from today, when the word of God talks to you, you will not go your own way. You will not look at the word and leave. But you will stay at the word. You will bend beside the word. You bend down, you look and you stay beside the word. You will not go and do before you remember what the word of God says. No, you will remember what the word of God says and do what the word of God says. In the name of Jesus. You will look and you will stay. You will look and you will stay. Do I have people in this church? I said you will look and you will stay. You will look and you will stay. Do I have people in this church? I said you will look and you will stay. You will not run away from the word. You will not go your own way. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the man who is a hearer of the word only is the man who listens to the word and still goes his own way. 
So remember the parable. The one on the, 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 the thorny ground is the one who hears the word, receives the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the pleasures of this life makes the word or chokes the word. So it means that that person now goes into the direction of the cares of this world. Are we together? Esther, we are not together. One minute of madness, you are having it. I've been looking at this place for a long time. Yeah, are we together? Say yes, sir. As I'm preaching, I'm looking at all of you. Some of you are funny, this, and you are looking at here. Are we together? I'm here. Are we together? Yes, sir. What are you thinking about? Any broken heart? If there's broken heart, you can tell. Is it a low key one? Low key broken heart. So you see, that one listens to the word and still will choose to be a lover of wealth. He will listen to the word of God and still will choose to be a lover of the pleasures of this world. He will listen to the word of God and when offenses come, he will be offended. When persecution arises for the sake of the word, you'll be offended. What is a wayside heart, hearted person? Or the one that does not consider the word. So the word of God is telling him this, but he will not even consider. He does not care. It's not his concern. No, Charlie. So it is that that will call you a forgetful hearer. So a forgetful hearer is a tony land. A forgetful hearer is a wayside hearted person. A forgetful hearer is what? What's the other one? A stony ground. So it means that your heart, the state of your heart is as a result of your relationship with the word of God. Hallelujah. The state of your heart is as a result of your relationship with the word of God. You cannot claim otherwise. You can't say your heart is pure. Your heart is for the word. And we don't see it like that. Hallelujah. Praise God.
smile. Smile. Someone gives me a long time to smile. Rashid, I say smile. smile. Rashid, lift your head, smile. No matter what he's doing, just smile. Let us see that you are smiling. <laughs> but if you don't like smiling, you are, busy, you are serious in life. Why would you ask a coin? <laughs> praise the Lord. As I praise the Lord. Okay, so let's get in there. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, master, and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer. So what is the opposite of forgetting the word? Is it remembering the word? No. It's what? Continuing the word. So, you know, Lord, I, rem- I remember one of the days when the word of God told us people can remember a lot, but they don't continue in what they remember. But real scripture remembrance of the word is continuing in the word, staying with the word, abiding beside the word, remaining in the word. Hallelujah. Very important. Remaining in the word. See, to be a Christian is a difficult assignment. Do you know why it's a difficult assignment? Think about the number of words that you hear. <laughs> Today you are here, tomorrow you are here, tomorrow you are here, and you are to remain. I mean, there are a lot, there are a lot of us who write notes, we don't even read. The messages are there, you don't listen to. Think about it. You have the boldness to listen to a song that is, that is worldly. Low, I know Loki. That's more of you. you. You love some secular artists. Loki, when we come here, we're all singing Sinat, so we're all holy. Loki, when you hear Stone Boy, still things rotate in your system. Yeah. First of all, begins to sing, bang, 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 bang. something is, you know, something is. You begin to. You know, is he trying to sleep? There was a woman who was preaching. Like I'm preaching, then the the people play music there. And then, yeah, he was just talking. And then the woman heard, and I. one is not born again yet. <laughs> one time, one time, one time we're in a church, my former former church. And there's a there's a beer bar there. And the song was played. Then there was this elder or dicky. You know, they, they have where men sit, uh, women fellow, so he's just sitting like this. And I think was playing. Pastor was preaching. We saw the man there like this. And the, the, the tapping of the feet was going with a beat. When did that gim gim? You, you, I said, this man said, we tell you no. Or, 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 or sound of copyright. In the, I saw them in the church. You know. Hallelujah. 
You don't have time for this thing. Low key. You pray in tongues. Ask for tongues, you pray in tongues. But low key. You, you listen. There are blues. You know, you know this one. You, you know. Rahel, your husband is your auntie. You know that guy. Sometimes just put earpiece inside your ear because your house, they know you also from mommy and stuff like that. So you just, you just put like you are listening to gospel. When you see a church brother coming, you just. <laughs> yes. Sean Paul. Some give it to, some give it to. I got a ride and bridge. One way, one way, one way. One car says, uh oh. Can you, can you imagine <laughs> This guy's not born again. They're born again like Accra. Yeah. So to continue in the word is to stay beside the word. So to keep the word actually means to stay beside the word. Now, what your parents will say, oh, doctor, I say you, but I'm holding on to God's word. It means I'm staying beside the word. The doctor says it's not going to work, but the word of God says a different story. So I'll stay beside the word. Hallelujah. They say I'm sickle cell. Okay. That's the doctor's report. I'm going to stay beside the word. There's a man who is an elder in the church of Pentecost. He got to the age of 90 years when they went to the hospital. One of their, you know, old people, they would, and then they found out that the man actually is sickle cell. 90 years, she's giving birth. She has finished giving birth, everything, and she was sick, he was sickle cell. He never had, what do they call it? When there are crises, he never had crises. Sickles are living up to 90 years. I'm sickles. They say, my grandkids can't walk. Then they can't walk. Staying beside the word. That is how you get your faith working. Hallelujah. So you don't just say, my faith is working. My faith is working. Hey! Let's, let's close. Let's go. They're looking for an offering. My faith is working. My faith is working. Hey, 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 hey. It's working. Hey. No. Stay beside the word. Stay beside the word. When you feel like you can't do it anymore, stay beside the word. When you feel like you want to give up, stay beside the word. When it feels like hell has broken loose on your life, stay beside the word. And the Bible says that the one who continues, who continues with the word, the same is blessed in all his deeds. Now, that's why I told you to underline the word whosoever. The person may have been broke. The person may have been sick. The person may have been whatever. But if that person can, can be a one who continues in the word, he says, I'm telling you, resource is going to come. There will be results. Hallelujah. Because a man of God, and myself, when I'm calling people, they are not coming. When they're calling, they're Keep, stay at the word. Stay with the word. Stay with the word. It can take 20 years. But you know, by the time 
the result of the word is coming. It enfolds. 60, 30, 100. By the time you realize, wow. 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 So don't say, ah, it didn't work. You see, we are too eager and quick to conclude. It didn't work. Oh, it didn't work. It didn't work. No. Stay beside the words. Are you understanding that? Stay beside the word. Just walk in the will of God. Just walk in what the word of God is saying. The words say, go out, go out and reach out to people. Do what? Go out and do what? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yes. One minute. Go out, reach out to people. Talk to people. Pray for people. Just be doing it. Be doing it. Be doing it. Be doing it. And stay by the word. Stay by the word. Stay by the word. There is going to be a time where it's called the fruit bearing season. The fruit bearing season. The fruit bearing season. You know, we read, it says that, and the, the one of the good God, the Bible says that then some 30, some 60, some 100. So then Matthew will say, is it Matthew or Mark? Mark 4 will say, then first the blade. I'm not speaking about that. First the blade. So the blade will start coming up. You see now the meetings are changing. The meetings are changing. People will begin to come. Then the people who are coming, they are staying. People who didn't used to stay, now they begin to stay. People who didn't used to come around, now they are coming around. And you are wondering, wow, it looks like something is happening. And people who are not responding will begin to respond. People who, are, who will not go for soul winning now will say, when are, when are we going for soul winning? Then they will be coming. You know what is happening? Blade. Blade. The, the, the growth is coming. They are about to sprout. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Sprouting is coming. You can look at somebody in church and you conclude on the person, this guy is a West guy. This sister is a West sister. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. If we are talking about serious Christian, we will not even mention her name. We will not mention his name. This guy, you know, you know when the same person stays by the word and the word is being the word that, that is being taught you will see that change sometimes in little little things you know it means that you see when you put when you put let's close we are closing right because of you I'm closing okay should I close or I should continue when you put the corn in the ground there is a point where you will see that I don't know how many, some of you have never gone to farm before. The, the, the land, nothing is on the face of the land. Then the thing is inside the ground. It looks like nothing is happening. Then about two weeks or three weeks, you go near catch and say, oh, a brown in a new arbor. You now be seeing something small, 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 small on the land. So it will start later, later, later. Later, 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 then the blades. Growth is coming. That's how spiritual growth is like. Growth is coming. Some rubbishes the person was doing, he begins to walk out of them. He begins to think differently now. Now, you find out the blades are out there. And it's like the person is now finding the essence of his Christian life and his Christian faith. 
Then the Bible says, then the sickle. You won't say, I feel it. You know, it means it's growing. Then it's ready to be harvested. You know what that means? It's ready to be a blessing. It's ready to be a blessing. So you don't run away from the word. Come on, say, I don't run away from the word. Come on. Say, I don't run away from the word. Stay by the word. Look at someone say, stay by the word. Stay by the word. Stay by the word. Very important. And what does it mean to stay by the word? To understand the word. What does it mean to understand the word? To do the word. What does it mean to do the word? Huh? To abide. What does it mean to abide? To continue. What does it mean to continue? To what? To remain. What does it mean to remain? To stay beside. What does it mean to stay beside? To what? To tarry. What does it mean to tarry? To bend to look. What does it mean to bend to look? To what? To acknowledge, to consider. What does it mean to consider? <laughs> to do the word. So don't run away from the word. Continue in the word. Tell somebody, continue in the word. Because the word is alive. The word works. The word transforms. The word of God changes. The word of God builds. Agodabashaka parabaya.